Classic Horror Stories The Vampire by Jan Nerodeer Excursion streamer brought us from Constantinople to shore the island of Primkipo. We disembarked. The number of passengers was not large. There was one Polish family, a father, a mother, a daughter, and a bridegroom. Then we too. Oh yes, I might not forget. When we were already on the wooden bridge, which crosses the Golden Horn to Constantinople, a Greek, a rather youthful man, joined us. He's probably an artist, judging by the portfolio he carried on his arm. Long black locks floated onto his shoulders. His face was pale. His black eyes were deeply set in their sockets. The first moment he interests me, especially for his obligingness and for his knowledge of local conditions. We talked too much, and then I turned away from him. All the more agreeable was the Polish family. A father and mother were good-natured, fine people. The lover, a handsome young man, fellow, a direct and fine manners. They had come to print Kimpo to spend their summer months for the sake of the daughter, who was slightly ailing. The beautiful pale girl was either just recovering from sphereness, or else a serious disease was just fasting in its hold upon her. She leaned upon the lover when she walked, and very often sat down to rest, while a frequent dry little cough interrupted her whispers. Whenever she coughed, her escort would considerably pause in her walk. He'd often cast upon her glance sympathetic suffering, and she would look back at him as if to say, It's nothing, I'm happy. He believed in health and happiness. The recommendation of the Greek departed from us. Immediately at the pier, the family secured quarters in a hotel on the hill. The housekeeper was a Frenchman. His entire building was equipped comfortably and artistically according to French style. We breakfasted together, and when the moon heat had abated somewhat, we bestoked ourselves to the heights, where in a grove of civilian stone pines we could fresh ourselves with the view, for the view. Hardly we found a suitable spot, and said ourselves, when the Greek appeared again, he grinned us lightly, looked about and seated himself only a few steps from us. He opened his portfolio and began to sketch. In fact, I think he possibly sit, purposely sits with his back to the rocks, so we can't, doesn't, we can't look at his step, sketch, I said. We don't have to, said the young pal. We had enough before us to look at. At a while, he added, he sees me sketching us in a sort of background. Well, let him. We truly did have enough to gaze at. This was not a more, there was not a more beautiful, more happy corner of the world in the very prim inco poem. A politically martyr, Irene, contemporary of Charles the Great, lived there for a month as an exile. I could live a month of my life where I could be happy, the memory of it for the rest of my days, I shall never forget even the one day spent at Primwinko. The way it was clear as a diamond, the soft, so caressing. One whole soul swung out upon into distance. A night beyond the sea protected the brown 
aromatic summit summits to the left the distant purple staples coast of Europe, the neighbouring Chucky on the nine islands of Princess Acapillo rose in the crisp forest to peaceful heights, the soulful dream crowned by the great structure asylum of those whose mind with those minds are sick. The sea of Manamonia was not but slightly ruffled and played all the colours like a sparkling whirlpool. Distant sea was white as milk, then rosy between the two islands, a glowing orange below it, us beautiful greenish blue like a transparent sapphire. It was pleasant, its own beauty nowhere where there were any large ships, only two small crafts floating the English flag sped along the shore. Once one was a steamboat as big as a watchman's booth. The second had about twelve oarsmen, when their oars rose simultaneously, bold and silver dripped from them. Trustful dolphins darted in and out among them, drove with long arching flights above the surface of water. Through the blue heavens now and then, calm eagles winged their way, merging the space between two continents. The entire slope below us was covered in blossoming, blooming, blossoming roses, whose fragrance filled the air. But the coffee house near to Sally Music was carried up to us through the clear air, hushed somewhat by the distant distance. The effect was charming. We all sat silent and steeped old songs, completing the picture paradise. Young Polish girl lay on the grass, head supported on the bosom of her lover. With a pale oval of a delicate face, a slightly tinged of soft colour. With her blue eyes, tears suddenly gushed forth. The lover understood it, bent down and kissed tear after tear. Her mother also moved to tears, and I even felt a strange twinge. Never mind, a body both must get well, whispered the girl. Now how happy a land this is. God knows I haven't any enemies, but I ha- that if I would forgive them here, to the voice, father in the trembling voice. Again we became silent. We were all in such a wonderful mood, so unspeakably sweet it all was. Each felt for himself a whole world of happiness. Each one would have shared his happiness with the whole world. All felt the same, and so no one disturbed another. But he scarcely even noticed the Greek, after an hour or so, had arisen, opened his portfolio, a slight nod, taken his departure, we remained. Finally, after several hours, when the distance was becoming overspread with dark and violet, so magically beautiful, the south, the mother reminded us of time to depart. Rose and walked towards the hotel with easy, elastic steps that characterised carefree children. We sat down in the hotel under the handsome veranda. Hardy had been seated when he heard below sounds of quarrelling and oaths. A Greek was wrangling a hotel keeper for entertainment of what of it, of it. We listened. Musa did not last long. If you don't have any other guests, rather the housekeeper, ascended steps towards us. I beg you to tell me, sir, asked the young Pole, approaching hotel keeper. Who is that gentleman? What's his name? 
Uh, who knows what the fellow name is? Grumbled to him. Keeper. He gazed earnestly towards. We called him a vampire. Artist? Fine trade. He sketches only corpses. Just as soon as someone in Constantinople or he in a neighbor dies, very day he has a picture of the dead. One completed. The fellow paints them beforehand. He never makes a mistake, just like a vulture. The old Polish woman shrieked for frightfully. Your arms lay over your daughter pale's chalk. She had fainted. One banner lover had leaped down the steps. One hand he seized the Greek, with the other reached for the portfolio. Ran down after him, both men rolling sand. Contest portfolio, the scattered amount. One sheep sketched with her crown, the head of the young Polish girl. While he closed a wreath of myrtle on her brown. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.